0: Everybody, welcome to How to Be Me Again. This is the podcast where we are learning how to take care of ourselves because we don't know how. I'm Kristen. And
1: I'm Maddie. Hey. I feel, I always feel like I leave you hanging right there. I'm like, and I'm Maddie, and I expect you to be like, jumping in with some, i don't know i exactly do too and
0: i'm always like i'm at a loss for what to say I just, just crickets and just dead air and immediately that's
1: next week i'm gonna be like and i'm maddie and and i'm just gonna keep talking and just
0: keep going <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. don't give me an opening yeah no fair enough fair enough we're still figuring this out as we i've go, proven i can't handle it <laughs> Don't throw it back to me, man.
1: Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, I don't know what to do with this. It's like a hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: We're professionals, me. you guys. Don't worry about it. We really are. <laughs> I don't
1: know what day it is. I feel like, like I, I feel I a f- bit lost. I feel
0: lost too. I don't know what day it is anymore either. Mm-hmm. I think it's the because it's getting dark so early. Yes. The days feel so much shorter. Agreed. I have no sense of time
1: no me neither uh it's probably also mercury retrograde every time I feel like this it's like there's some planet doing something it shouldn't I don't understand any of that stuff
0: but I feel like yeah
1: but then I then I feel like shit for a week and then everyone's like oh mercury retrograde and I'm like well yeah maybe it's something's
0: in retrograde
1: yeah exactly
0: it's a full moon or something something's happening
1: um but in other Uh, news it's physicalness yeah (laughs) that's a big (laughs) segue they are really doing a bad job tonight oh my gosh
0: good enough it's good well enough. it's good enough exactly well we're on what week three of being
1: how to be active well here's my question to you mm-hmm. have you had any rushes to the emergency room this week any no, more th- any more calls for a gift n- that we <laughs>
0: no <laughs> i have not had any injuries further injuries anyway any spontaneous okay. busting yeah. open exactly fabulous yeah which is great I'm getting the stitches taken out on Wednesday today's Monday yeah um so I'm pretty excited about that but I'm also very nervous about it I feel like it's like really healed quite a bit like it feels like it's healed oh good way more than it did last time because now it's had so much extra healing time Mm -hmm. um but I'm really nervous about it because he's like you have to be super careful when the stitches come out no vacuuming no nothing like you basically no moving around I'm like okay Mm -hmm." Mm
1: -hmm. just leave a stitch in give me another
0: week I know (laughs) so I'm kind of like oh I'm just really nervous that That something's gonna happen again. Although I don't think it will. Like it I it feels different than it was last time, but it's just like the trauma of it and not wanting to drag this on any longer. Like it's been so long now. It's ridiculous. Mm. Like I went on November 10th to first get done. Yeah.
1: It'll be Christmas. It basically. Yeah. 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 So
0: I've just I've had enough with it. But no, it's doing well. And I've I've actually managed to kind of do what I set out to do last week. Very good. The last week I said that I wanted to kind of set up like regular go-to things that I could do, like that was in my control. I can't do full physical exercise right now. And I actually kind of managed to do that. I mean, I found a few mm-hmm. good videos online. I highly recommend, especially if you live in an apartment like I do, it can be really challenging to find certain like exercise videos because they all have you jumping and like doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. And you're like, I can't really do that in my apartment as people live below me. And you just don't want to be obnoxious. It's just not feasible. Yes. Um. But this uh, blog Lotties, blog Lotties. Oh, I it? think I've heard yeah. of these. Yeah, Cassie, Cassie Ho, I think is her name. And she, she's excellent. She has a whole bunch of um, videos that are apartment friendly, but are like a really good workout where you think like, I'm not going to, I'm not really going to st- like that. I'm not going to sweat from that. Like, I'm not really going to you know, be out of <laughs> breath. And almost immediately I'm like dying thinking like, <laughs> what the heck? How can these small movements like be such a crazy good workout? It's insane. So yeah, yeah Just, I've like, been- super
1: in admiration of like someone identifying a niche around exercising in an apartment Mm. I'm so impressed with that like how is not how is that not a bigger thing
0: yeah it's amazing because I I found her a few years ago when I was searching for like um workouts like no jumping or whatever and it came up she had all these apartment friendly series and I'm like thank you that's exactly what I was looking for but I didn't know that that niche existed
1: yeah there
0: are a few others now that do it but I think like she was the one that came up you know, years ago, where it's like, yes, that is an actual thing that we need. Thank you very much, people.
1: <laughs> I love that. I yeah. remember because my husband and I started out in a business that was health centered, mm-hmm. and when we had Zinni, after even though we'd like well and truly given up in that business at that time, I said to him, "We, I feel like there needs to be a workout f- that's designed purely for when you're wearing your baby on mm, your chest yeah. or on your back, yeah, because it's so easy to just like have their extra weight and do squats or something, but yeah. I've never seen someone like dive into that niche. I mean, admittedly, I haven't really searched either. Maybe it doesn't <laughs> exist, but I, mean, I was obviously really committed to this idea. <laughs> the idea of it being a business was far more enticing than the yeah, exactly <laughs> You're like, I'll plan the business. I just don't want to do anything. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You'll do all the exercises, Roy, yeah. with, with the bag I of actually,
0: the chest. I actually knew a girl um, that I went to high school with that she started up some kind of Exercise thing because she had a baby when she was quite young and she was like teaching aerobics or something, and so she started doing classes where your baby is strapped to you while you're
1: working out. I love that, yeah, yeah. So I went to some like
0: years and years ago,
1: I went to some mommy, mom, and bub yoga classes after Cindy was born, and that was really enjoyable because you had to like. Put I put Zinni like on my legs when they were in tabletop, and mm-hmm. would like have to hold her while I was doing like tree poses, and it did add this extra element. But it was also quite connecting to do yeah. with her as a at that age. So, mind you, she, like, began moving so young, so <laughs> we couldn't take them as soon as they started being able to, like, sit up and crawl. Yeah, and, like, so, like their own was, thing. Yeah, it was short-lived, <laughs> unfortunately. I know. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, I should do that with Zaley, but I just realised that she's, like, basically walking. So, yeah, my my, my window is past, I think. <laughs> just have another kid. It'll be fine. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you bloody dare. <laughs>
0: not happening i love how saying no. that the whole, the whole time i was just thinking like how is she gonna react like oh my god
1: say? no <laughs> you know it's so funny so we we've decided for a long while that we're only gonna have two and yet those hormones they kick in and a couple oh. you know a couple of months in i did say to rory like because our intention is very much for rory to go and have a vasectomy mm. and you know mm-hmm. Cut off that baby train because you know it's so much more frightening for me to fear. I fear falling pregnant after I've had children so much more than I ever feared falling pregnant before I had them. Really? Because, oh, so much more. So much like, and I was quite worried. What, what well, one, I know what I'm in for, <laughs> but it's also like, I don't know, something about enough space between them was the big mm-hmm. thing for me with mm-hmm. Zinni, and also like, you know, how much work one is, and so you know mm-hmm. what you're coming for you like not not just pregnancy but like you know the child on the other side yeah and um <laughs> and so but but I still had like a cute couple of months ago when we were having the discussion of like oh well do we book the vasectomy yeah and and then I was like but are we sure like, <laughs> should we just have a conversation? And Rory's like, We're sure. Like he was, like, he's, he's holding tight. He's like, the, This is not happening again. <laughs> nope. He, he really is happy with two. Yeah. And, but, but it's so bizarre that, like, my brain still went there because I was yeah. so committed. And I still am. Like, yeah. I, it was probably like a 1% curiosity. Yeah. But I was really shocked that it still was like, Should we just think about That's it? So
0: funny. I think it's like anything in life, though, when you're taking an option away. Yes. Like, ooh wait a second like is this actually what we want because exactly I mean you can't undo you can
1: you can reverse
0: them so it's not that big
1: of a deal but still well I think I think it's a far smaller deal than poor Rory (laughs) (laughs) but guys always think that whatever suck it up yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm like I pushed a human out of me twice Uh, yeah (laughs) exactly G- give it a rest. your yeah, operation like, takes like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like
0: not that invasive compared to what has to happen with women, like when you oh, get your tubes tied. It's and stuff. so invasive. Like, give me a break.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like we could go into a whole conversation. I well, just 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 to entertain me for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> just indulge. Do it. Me. Go there. I, I heard this fantastic. You know, there's so much. Um, fantastic stuff that comes up as soon as abortion is on the table for Mm. conversation. Yep. And one of the best things I've ever heard is that if people are so unhappy about abortion options and and bills and, you know, uh, things being available to women, Mm -hmm. what we should do is have all of the boys when they're, like, in their late teens or they're becoming sexually active, they all get vasectomies. Yeah. And then when they decide they want to have children, they get reversed that is genius right? exactly oh my gosh. like they talk about a man can inseminate a woman any day of the month a woman can only fall pregnant on certain days of the month you know very small proportion yeah so like men are so much more responsible <laughs> for this whole situation oh but women chemicalize that. their bodies with like tablets and everything let's just give them a little yeah and we, we have to take later. on
0: all the responsibility of all of that exactly regardless of what everybody says like, if the guy is equally as responsible, like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like, <laughs> give me a break. That I is know. awesome. I love that.
1: idea. <laughs> I know. Well, I was really <laughs> impressed with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the truth is that, but you know, what's so funny. So I have friends who have chosen to never have children mm-hmm. who the partner, like the, the boyfriend, boyfriend mm-hmm. sounds so not appropriate I at know. our age, partner. but anyway, Partner. Yeah. Their partner has approached doctors to have a vasectomy mm-hmm. and they will not give him one. Because uh, he's too like, young? But he's like 35, 36.
0: Yeah. It's like.
1: But also I feel like that's tantamount to doctors not giving abortions. Is like. Why not let people prevent if they want to prevent? Like yeah, they don't want to have They children, do have a they, thing they of like reversible. oh if
0: you're too young they won't let you do certain things. Yeah. Like for me, I've had my ovaries and my uterus removed because I've got the the BRCA1 gene. Uh so the breast cancer gene and it's like super high risk for ovarian cancer. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast. Maybe I have. Um
1: well, maybe we mentioned it once. But Yeah. Tell us again. <laughs> yeah. Let's get Great into awareness. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um If Yeah. If people don't know about it, it's the the gene that Angelina Jolie had, then she had everything removed basically. So that was- I I
1: love it that that's like, it sounds like that's where it originated. It originated. She started it. She has to blame. Basically the Angelina pandemic. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I blame her. (laughs) Um, So they told, when I found out that I had the gene, when I was like 30, they basically said like, you should just get everything removed like breasts uterus ovaries everything it's the it's your best option for everything and I was like wait wait, wait, what like what are you talking about holy moly and you know I got all the information I went to a fertility place to talk about freezing my eggs and like all that kind of stuff went down that whole thing and um didn't end up doing it but um it was, it was crazy because like when I, w- when I made the decision that I would have my uterus and my ovaries removed, like I knew, cause you know, my husband, he has a, vas- he's had a vas- vasectomy like years ago. He knew that he didn't want to have any more kids. And when we first met, one of the first things he mentioned was I've already got, I've got a teenage son. Like, so he has one kid. And he's like, I don't want to have any more. I've had a vasectomy like on our very first meeting. Like we had been talking for like half an hour and <laughs> so I love he that. just <laughs> put it all out there. I'm like, thank you. Yes, yes. I know what I'm dealing with. That's perfect. Yep. And as soon as he said that, I actually felt this like huge sense of relief.
1: Yeah. And
0: so for me, because I'd always kind of been going back and forth of like, you know, because I know what I would be getting into too. like, I have enough experience with my nieces and nephew of like, it's hard work. Kids are hard work. It's not just all the fun stuff. Well, and and- you went
1: through it with your sister with twins too, so like you yeah. really like yeah. seen the the dark side. Yeah, I was like, oh, please no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did twins so, run in your family, or was that, was no. that more from the was it no, no twins in any not side on either side. Yeah. My sister
0: is a freak of nature, and that is like she could <laughs> take up an entire episode just for herself. Like the stuff that's happened to her is like unreal. Like we have She'll no, have to be a guest. yeah, we have she should be actually. We have no twins anywhere. She had breast, wow. she's had breast cancer twice. Like the first time when she was 23, she was so young. Like she had to kind of insist that they test um, the lump that was taken out of her breast for breast cancer. The wow. doctor was like, no, you're too young. There's no way. It's just a sister. It's just a whatever. And she's like, no, can you actually just test it anyway? Turns yes. out it was cancer. Like it's a lot more, unfortunately a lot more common now for young people, younger women to have breast cancer. But at that time it was like, unheard of like she was one of the youngest people
1: wow she have something it. about things happening in twos exactly a- is two a good number or a bad number for I know, sister? right yeah I don't know mm. we'll have but- to ask her when we have her on <laughs> exactly exactly she does need to be on for sure yeah um
0: what was I talking about oh yeah but so when Greg said that he didn't want to have kids I was like s- hugely relieved and so I was like mm. oh well that's my answer like that's yes that feeling. now I know how I've really feel about it because if I had been disappointed and been really like oh I don't know then I would have known that okay maybe it is actually something I want or whatever. Yes. So after that point I was like okay well now I know and let's just get this ball rolling and like get it done with because no need to keep these like ticking time bombs in my body basically. These ovaries who could like I had a 50% chance of getting ovarian cancer and most people who get it don't survive it. So there's no early detection with it, is there? there is no early detection, although they will like the amount of ultrasounds I've had that and all if you've ever had an ultrasound for anything to do with your ovaries, it's very invasive. Let mm. me just say, say that. I they believe do external it. and internal. Wow. So it's not fun. Um, but I've I had plenty of those, and I actually had a doctor say to me, I was like, okay, well, do I need to book, you know, like having to book all my screening and whatever. And do I need to book like my uh, ovarian ultrasound? And he's like, well, if you want to, I can book you in for that. And I was like, what do you mean if I want to? Don't I have to do it for screening? Like, isn't it the best thing? And he's like, honestly, it's more just for your peace of mind. So if it makes you feel better to do it, you can do it. But it's not actually giving us any information. (laughs) I was like, excuse me, what? Like, totally freaked me out thinking like, oh, so... Really, you can't tell very much from it. They don't have any good screening for it. Unless you've had ovarian cancer before, they do have like a blood test that you can do. Yeah. But if you've had it once, they can use those um, those
1: results to compare against. Yeah, as your yeah. baseline.
0: So they can tell if you're going up or down in certain hormone levels and stuff. But if they don't mm-hmm. have that baseline, they have they really don't know what they're working with.
1: Holy so molly.
0: yeah, and usually by the time you feel any actual real symptoms from ovarian cancer, it's usually too late. Like it's usually yes. stage four, like and it spreads rapidly and it's yeah, it's not good.
1: It's a not good one. Yeah. Yeah. Far
0: yeah out. So I don't know why we were talking about any of this, but
1: not I don't know, kids? but it's super fascinating. <laughs> and, you know, bring yeah having kids. <laughs> you open this uh this Pandora's box. <laughs> um it's interesting to me because uh the what was I gonna say? The kids thing the Oh, this brings up a lot for me, uh, and I think we should do an an entire experiment, or maybe it's a bonus episode in the future, around advocacy around, like, medical stuff as a self of self-care. Oh, my gosh. Because that is a minefield.
0: That's something else that I was going to say. Oh, because I think we were talking about people doing things when they're young, like making choices and changes and whatever. I had something because I was very young when I started getting regular mammograms because oh, yeah. I have the gene. Yeah. I full on, and I am not an argumentative person, but I fully got into arguments with people at the mammogram places because they never wanted to book me in for an appointment. They're like, Uh, you're way too young. And I'm like, but my doctor has referred me for this.
1: Yes. And my sister was 23 and had breast cancer. And I would have to go
0: through the whole history of everything and Uh, tell them everything. And I'm like, is it not enough that my doctor has specifically referred me to get this done like why are you questioning me about everything and I had these women most of them were I don't think there was a single man at any of these men it was all older women Mm -hmm. which also is a trigger for me because I feel like it's my mom talking to me and telling me stuff that's a whole other thing but um but they all felt like it was okay to tell me what I should be doing and shouldn't be doing I had full-on women
1: telling me these are technician like these are not not even medical like they're they're technicians they know how to use the the stuff yeah like they probably send the stuff to a doctor to read yeah to like a
0: radiologist to look at and I'm not suggesting that they don't know what they're talking about but at the same time I'm on my own medical journey I'm coming here for service just to get the mammogram done and get out of there and then my doctor will give me the results or whatever like I don't even deal with those people directly I'm just here to get it done. And they would fully give me their opinions. They would tell me, like, I had one woman really trying hard to convince me that I didn't need to get it done. It wasn't necessary. But
1: what harm is it? To yeah, and it she's
0: like, like, oh, they can't really see anything from it anyway, so you don't really need to be doing it. I'm like, huh? Okay, well, what? Oh, my goodness. And when you're in those situations, like, it is so hard to stand up for yourself, and it's so hard to to talk to these people that you see as authority figures and you see them like they, they deal with this every day. So they must know what they're talking about. And then you hear all the things of, well, you should question your doctor and get a second opinion and you need to stand up for yourself and you need to be the one that's proactive and asking the questions and doing all the things. But at some point it's like, I just wanted somebody to Mm -hmm. like, tell me what to do and I'll go to that appointment. I'll go to whatever appointments you want, but I don't know
1: I don't know what I I should be advocating for. Yeah. Yeah. I felt exactly the same in my first pregnancy Mm. where I like, and anyone who's gone through (laughs) their first pregnancy, it is so over medicalized. It's like, Mm. you've got to do a hundred different tests. They say you have to, you don't, you have a choice to do all of it. This is the thing. It should come down to your choice, right? If you you want to have a mammogram, have a mammogram. If you don't want to have a ultrasound in your pregnancy, as I didn't, you don't yeah. have to have one. It's really interesting you mentioned about the ultrasounds for the uterus because mm. um, something I learned through my pregnancy journey was how uh, much room for error there is in ultrasound reading. Yeah. Like it's huge. Like yeah. They And it's incredible because I, so in my first pregnancy, I had two ultrasounds and my second I had zero. And mm-hmm. I know people who get them like, Fortnightly or like weekly, especially towards the end of their pregnancies, if they're deemed as being like higher risk. Or I've even known people who aren't high risk who have so many ultrasounds. Yeah. And they keep saying to women or to birthing people that your baby is on the, on the big side. Like you're not going to, it's going to be too big for your body to birth. No. And there is such a small percentage of births where your baby is actually too big for your body. Cause your baby, you, your body grows the baby that your body can handle. Like that's yeah. kind of how evolution that's what I would think. Yeah. works. So it's like really a very small amount of like like medical challenges, like deformities or like things happening like that are truly that you would find in other ways. But they're reading ultrasounds to say your baby's too big, gets in people's minds, cesarean rates go up. Like it's just this like, Mm -hmm. and it's all to do with doctor's liability. Don't get me started. Save it for the experiment. (laughs) But like, but it's hard because the first pregnancy, I didn't know what I was in for. Mm -hmm. And so I had to research so much at every, before every midwife appointment, before, my birth to kind of understand Mm -hmm. what are all the possible scenarios and even then the one scenario that we ended up having was not one we had researched so we were kind of going blind which i'm pleased that we had a doula and i'm pleased that we had a really great midwife and i'm really grateful to have had my babies in canada and in bc because the system here is from what i understand so infinitely better than what i would have experienced in my home country of australia oh really? Yeah, especially having had um, several friends and siblings and, like, partners of siblings recently mm-hmm. have babies in the last couple of years and just, like, no continuity of care. You don't have, really? like, a, yeah, you just basically wow. go to the hospital and you just are relying on the OBs and the nurses that are on shift. Like, you have never met them. Yeah. If, there's, if they're full at one hospital, you've got to go to the other. They also have zero interest in home birth. Like, it's just, like, wow. so much. Yeah. So um, I'm really grateful to have had my baby's here but then my second pregnancy I I knew what I was in for because I'd done it all before and so I kind of with a lot more confidence could say I'm declining that test it's not going to give me anything I'm declining that screening it's not going to give me anything because what I found in my first pregnancy is like that information just created anxiety yeah I didn't do anything with that information other than worry about it you know but I think that's the thing that you went into your second pregnancy very
0: intentionally like yes you were very intentional about it because you knew Um, how it had affected your mental and emotional state with the first one. And you're like, I don't want to feel that way again. There has to be a different way that I can do this. And then you're like, oh, wait, there is a different way. I can actually have a say in what I'm doing or not doing. Yes.
1: (laughs) Which made a big difference. Like it was Mm -hmm. so much more, like so much calmer a pregnancy in certain ways. Like it was also a pregnancy in the pandemic, which I like there have been a lot. (laughs) It's gonna be, be a pandemic bubble of babies like yeah. the, they're gonna be the new the pen- boomers
0: yeah the pandemic babies <laughs> the pandemic
1: babies um but so I had different stresses but like I, I was so grateful that that stuff was behind me mm-hmm. um and so to kind of try as best as I can to segue this into what our actual experiment is about <laughs> hey, I think it all has to do with the body I think it works yes <laughs> I think so too well yeah. and why, why I was like trying my best to segue is because it's interesting in my past, we've talked a little bit about like my past relationship with like exercise and movement mm-hmm. and I I really haven't liked a lot of the um, like movement practitioners or like personal trainers, like mm-hmm. anyone who's like, mm-hmm. I've had very poor experiences in that respect in the past because kind of to the same, in the same vein of everything we've just been talking about, people mistrust your own knowledge of your body right and so it's like yeah. no 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 you can do three more reps or whatever mm-hmm. and this was especially true for me when i was in a gym setting where it was was about like reps and like weight because mm-hmm. especially in my early 20s i dated a few guys who were all about like you know push it till you fail like you know that was like like <laughs> yeah. that was the mentality yeah which I could never get on board with I was like but yeah. I don't want to get to the point of failing not because it's about failing it's about like that's gonna really fucking hurt tomorrow yeah. and like I actually don't want to like how be much deterred. is too much, you know yes yeah. I don't want to be deterred from doing more exercise because I'm so physically incapacitated yeah and so, but, but it was also this like, but you've got three more in you. And I'm like, sure, I might. It doesn't mean I want to do them like, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think that's always been a real struggle for me with my physical side of things is like finding that balance between like pushing yourself and knowing your body and then how other people's perceptions of mm-hmm. your body and its capabilities yeah, um, and your goals, I think come into it.
0: Yeah. And I do think like, cause for me, I'm one that I do need that external, but I think maybe it just comes down to our personality types a little bit more where yeah. I'm like, I, I like that external pushing of like to, to push me a bit more, but also to know when I can say like, actually, no, I can't Yes, like, that was great. That mode that when you said at that time motivated me and I did push a bit more, but now I need to stop, you know, like, yes. I mean, and I think that just takes time for us to learn that and to to a. Oh, well, and finding ourselves. a personality
1: like you mm. got to find that personality that fits for you. Because I did yeah. have one personal trainer years ago, who was, admittedly, a fatter woman, okay. who really got me and mm. like and it just it, I don't know. There's also maybe, maybe something a bit more realistic about. Yeah, but also the I think process? knew what I'm in for a little bit, mm. whereas mm-hmm. so many personal trainers and gyms are like predominantly white cis you know heterosexual males you well, are tall and, and ripped and- so
0: even the women though like I find they're because yes. they're so fit and it's it's natural it's like it's not like they're I don't think they're intentionally doing it but yeah. their their normal energy level and their normal yes. you know muscle mass and their normal like physical being is is very in shape. And so I think they're very out of touch with what it feels like to be just starting out. Like they might never have felt that way, or it might've been such a long time before. Cause I know even now for me, like when I go hiking and because I'm much more fit than I was even a couple months ago, Mm. like I went for a hike this morning and I like, powered up this hill that I normally would have had to stop quite a few times or I'd been would have been really out of breath like it still was it still was a push for me yeah but I had to kind of take a moment and think because I was starting to get a little bit hard on myself of like oh you're kind of out of breath or whatever I'm like whoa but if I think about even a couple months ago going up this hill I wouldn't have been able like it felt very different for me yeah but you lose that so quickly you lose that connection to the past and that connection to the worse off us so quickly that my new normal now is a fitter me and my new Mm. normal is like also you know a better emotionally balanced me or whatever like all those things and it's like you lose touch with when it was really bad so it's really hard I think to teach other people unless you still keep are able to really keep the core of that of like, man, that's like fucking hard to do. (laughs) Like you're going to feel super tired. So the fact that you did like five reps of that is awesome. Tomorrow you can maybe do six, you know, or whatever, but like, you don't need to push it until like, I don't know. I think like I've had so many trainers that are like, oh, it's super easy. You keep going. You can do it. You can do it. And they're doing sit-ups like it's no big deal. And then they'll be like, yeah, I know it's hard. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like I'm going to puke right now.
1: (laughs) Yes. I think there's something to like, I I feel like there would be a really great business idea in someone who teaches personal trainers, the actual language that's motivating because mm-hmm. I feel like there's this like stereotypical like Hollywood like push it you can do it like mm-hmm. there's these like phrases that we know personal trainers to have mm-hmm. but then I feel like there's this gap where I even think about like how I parent my kids it's like you have to acknowledge people's feelings you have to like okay mm-hmm. the feelings and be like yeah, I can see, you know, how does it feel? Oh, it's really hard. I, you know, I hear that it's hard and it's okay that it's hard. Like mm-hmm. even just having slightly different approaches yeah. where it's like, it's interesting
0: be, when I was in at kickboxing, that's like one of the first places that some of the stuff that they, that trainers actually said to me really resonated. And this one who I don't for some reason, I don't know what it is about her, but she kind of rubs me the wrong way, but she's the one that works most often. And she's lovely. Like there's nothing wrong with her. She's great. But for some reason, I just don't like our personalities just don't mesh or whatever. I just Mm -hmm. get a weird vibe from her, but she actually is the one which she can see when I'm struggling, especially in those damn ab stations. When she can see me struggling and she's like, I know it's hard, but this is like, if you push through this point, like this is the part that matters the most when it's yeah. really hard like this, it matters the most. And that really clicked with me in those moments where I was like, okay, she's like, you can push yourself just a little bit more. Like, I know you can do this mm. and like, you know, like just kind of acknowledging, like how you said, where
1: it's like yes. acknowledging that this is really difficult and you can yeah. do that kind of thing. I also yeah. like it when they like shift my focus from the pain to the time. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, you can do anything for 30 seconds. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And that's what she would say too. And because it's all timed, she's like, yeah. you've got only 15 more seconds of this.
1: It's That's yeah. easy. It's going to be over before you know it kind of thing. I'm yes. like,
0: okay, cool. It is.
1: I, I also love had- that about kickboxing too, because I would like really punch into the seconds. I'd be like yeah. 14, 13, yes. like, and it really helps. And they always
0: <laughs> had that where it's the last 15 seconds and we have to punch, um, beat Bob up like the mannequin at the end, Bob. Yeah. And she's it like, popped. you can, you, and you can hit him however you want for that last 15 seconds. And they'll come and they'll be like, double time, like give it everything you've got. And it's yeah. only 15 seconds. And then you're completely done for the day.
1: There you go.
0: So you can find that power in yourself to just push it. Mm. Um, I had another trainer there that she um, would say like, Cause I would take breaks, especially this is, this is all happening at the ab station. You guys. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm noticing a theme.
0: <laughs> so I would like, I would have to stop. Cause I was like, it's so like, it is so painful that it's like, I can't, I really want, I'm trying to psychologically push myself, but I can't, it's, I physically you can't limit. do it. Yeah. I hit my limit. And so I would stop. And she's like, that's okay. You can stop. But if you're stopping, just kind of stretch, like make sure you're still moving. Like Mm. if you're stopping, don't just sit there, just stop and keep moving. And that actually really helped me a lot because it's kind of touching on, you know, what we talked about last week where I was struggling because I couldn't do the movements that I had, I had kind of gotten used to and Mm. thought would be the best ones for me, you know, so I couldn't be active in the way that I had intended to be. Yes. So, but I like that concept of like, it's okay if it's not exactly the thing that you're supposed to be doing, you just keep moving anyway, just do something. So if you're taking a little break, it's, it's okay. You can do a little bit less, but just keep moving and keep that momentum going and go
1: back to it. Like, yeah. And so I like that too. Cause that's, I, especially I've noticed in like yoga, I feel, especially if I'm in a yoga class, Mm -hmm. I feel very judged. Mm. And it's probably all like 95% my own perception, but I, I do feel, I feel like, judge there too, <laughs> but yeah. Right. Yeah. But it is like, it's even a culture anywhere. Say, it's a culture, you know, it is. But, yeah. And I know they say like, oh, you know, if you need to go to ground and do mm-hmm. some child's pose and we we'll take a break, like do it. But then no one else is doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, um, excuse me, everyone. Uh, I thought yeah. we were, I thought we made yeah. an agreement with each and other. we were all on board that, with this. <laughs> that we were going to take a break at some point <laughs> and we were going to go to child's pose and we were. <laughs> And I'm, I'm feeling very Jeff's pose. <laughs> yeah. Aside from I corpse pose. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> bit of, what is it called? Is it Shavasana? The Shavasana, the... yeah. Uh, bit of Shavasana. That's my mm. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, so I wish I had a cool line. Like, I'm just going to Shavasana over there. Yeah. But it doesn't work. I want to, like, have. Anyway, I'm, like, I did a really terrible. Away.
0: Shavasana. Yes. Away. I want
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i that You'll really come up filed. With it. i believe in you you thank can do you. it
0: give it thank fuck. you do some brainstorming you got yeah this.
1: <laughs> so tell me then how was your week um my so week good. was pretty
0: good i actually found so i was able to to find different ways to be active which was great Mm-hmm. And then my husband came home. He's been away for a month. So it was super nice to have him home, but he was super burnt out because he's been working crazy long hours away from mm. home. Like it's been a lot for him. He's really reaching like a burnout state. Um, So for him, like he slept 12 full hours, which is unheard of with him. Like wow. he, the best of times he'll sleep like seven hours maximum, even when yeah. he's super tired. It's crazy. So I knew he was like super tired so we just had like a really chill day on Friday and Saturday and Sunday no I did do some (laughs) exercise
1: on Sunday I was like how many days did this go on for (laughs) I love that the judgment in your voice like went up for each day like (laughs) and Friday and Saturday and Sunday (laughs)
0: <laughs> but so because he was being really relaxed again it's that thing of like when other people are around me it can be hard for me to stick to my you know to my schedule that i had or my feelings yeah. that i need to kind of pursue but it was also really emotional because we hadn't seen each other for a long time so we both were yeah. kind of worn out where it's like okay so we you know spent the day on saturday not doing anything it was super rainy outside whatever i was like i'm okay with having a lazy day that's totally fine Um, But it was surprising to me how on Sunday, I like actually was really excited to be active and to do Mm. some like some YouTube videos, like exercises and stuff. But I was very energetic, Mm. which felt really good. And I've also found that I've been very um, mentally
1: focused
0: over the last week like i've been very wow. i think i don't know if it's that um taking that concept of activating and just mm. like starting something and then like once i'm doing it it's easy because i've yeah. kind of taken that approach with the physical side of things but i think because i have physical energy i also am able to almost like channel my mental energy a little bit more yeah yeah so whenever i've been like oh cool like i'm just sitting here and i like cuz i don't really enjoy i mean i I love watching TV and I enjoy just sitting and being lazy but I find that when I'm more physically active and more physically energized I'm also more mentally energized so yes. I don't get as much enjoyment from just sitting on the couch watching hours and hours of endless TV whereas yes. otherwise like if I'm not as active it's just easier for me to do that. Like I just am kind yes. of in that lulled kind of state. Yep. Right.
1: So now oh, I that's feel, where I'm at. That, that's where yeah. I'm currently at like long-term, which I just feel you because yeah. I I'm missing the, and it, I think it kind of happens like when I have a day where I get active in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a sneeze. I'm gonna oh. sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Um, <laughs> When I'm really, like, active in the morning of a day, mm-hmm. I, I find that I want to keep going out and doing something. Like, I kind yeah. of, like, the, the energy main, remains high. Yeah. But if I kind of start the day too slowly, then, like, I think a big thing for me actually is, like, getting dressed. I, mm. I get romantic about the idea of, like, coming out and being in pyjamas for so long and enjoying, like, a cup of hot chocolate on the couch. And yeah. the truth is all of those days whilst they might kind of start in that like romantic way, it's really a perception of romance Yeah. that rather than like it actually feeling like indulgent, it just kind of feels yeah. like, because oh, uh, then the further I get away from having been in bed, which also means like that's how long it's been since I haven't put my clothes, like my day clothes on. Yeah. It gets harder. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I totally hear you. I do that with showering. Yeah. I hate showering. Uh, I yep. hate it so much. Oh, uh, me too.
1: But for a whole set of different reasons. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hate it because then it means that I'm my hair is wet and then I have to do my hair and then I have yes. to do my makeup. Like, and then I have to do all these things afterwards. Like, it's only the start of a whole, like, cascade yes. of tasks I have to do afterwards. So it's oh, not really you. relaxing to me. Yeah. But it is that thing. Like, I don't know how many times, especially when I was working... Like you could see when I was working on that show that just like almost killed me, Yes. the progression of me, like the amount of days between me showering got more and more and more. And like, I looked terrible and I was like, it's okay. It's (laughs) fine. I feel okay. And then Greg would be like, maybe you should go have a shower. (laughs) You'll feel better. It'll make you feel better. And I get so mad because I perceived it to be this huge undertaking Yeah. And then I'd have to put all this energy into it. But I did always end up feeling better and more energized and like could approach everything else feeling better.
1: Yes. But the thought that it would take that much energy to go and do it. Uh I I feel I'm so in that place. I've been in that place with showering now for like over a year, Mm. where just because of all the things that have to happen with my skin afterwards, because I had well, not only that, it's like the thought of getting in the shower because I'm often like if I've scratched myself in the night, like I Mm. might have like open wounds. And I end up like I have to get in the shower and my skin stings. Like, you know when you get water on open wounds? And there have been days where I have them all over my body and it's like I scream. Like my poor Mm. child, Ziddy, had a shower with me like a couple of months ago. And I was I jumped in the shower and I was like, ah, oh, and I was making all these like hurt noises and she's yep. scared to be in the shower with me now because she was like no no I'll wait until you're done <laughs> it scary. but like it, but then that's just the beginning of then having a get out and you've got to dry the right way and you've got to mm-hmm. moisturize a certain way and what cream do I put on and then you got to do your hair and the dressing yep. and oh it's just like I feel you it's, it's like it's process. so much yeah. and I've gotten to this point I'm showering now Maybe and this sounds bad, but I'm in a cold climate, so it's totally fine. Yeah, uh, I'm showering like once a week. Yeah, and it's interesting because I went to school with this girl who was from Italy, and apparently in Italy, I don't know if this is fully true, but they don't shower that frequently. Like I think showering I think daily
0: places, showering yeah. daily
1: probably isn't great for us. No, it's a pretty uh, recent addition to our like hygiene. Yeah, in um well, the Western world, but I I don't know how how many other cultures are showering regularly. Yeah, I mean, even in the likes of, say, Japan, they have a bath for the family where everyone Mm -hmm. uses the same bath water and it's, like, the oldest person gets to go in first. And, like, bathing rituals are so different across the world. Yeah. And I was watching, you know, I love this show Explained on Netflix. Yeah. And they did a whole thing on soap and soap's introduction to the world. And it was so interesting because it was this cascade of products that all of a sudden we needed. So soap was introduced, I think, which was mostly for hands. And that was obviously a very big deal in us not getting as many diseases and that kind of thing. Like the plague. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So ultimately like a pretty good thing. Yeah. Uh, It is good to clean
0: yourself. Don't don't get me wrong,
1: but yeah. (laughs) But, But it was then like this thing where, because our natural body flora and acidity we actually like on the, I think it's on the basic side of okay. the scale. Yeah. That's where our skin likes to be. But so, and I could have gotten that wrong. But at any rate, wherever our skin likes to be, soap takes it in the opposite direction. Oh. And it so also dries it out. Moisturizers. So then come moisturizer. Ah. And then there's like, and so you, it was interesting watching the wow. show because it was like, oh, this product came in to help fix that product's problem which helped and then there's another product to fix that product's problem and it's just like crazy this scale and to the point where our skin large so it was interesting for me as a person who suffers from skin a skin condition mm-hmm. eczema is a fairly new disease because oh. of like soap where our skin has been taught not to take care of itself anymore and wow. so because my 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 uh What's it called? Your immune system. My immune system thinks my skin is a foreign body and that's why it attacks it. Oh. Yeah. And it's like, it's like from generations of like soap use and stuff, which is just fascinating. Yeah. Unreal. So I actually, and I had a friend who told me that she didn't bathe or she didn't use soap on her child for the first like year of their life because it helps like produce natural sunscreen and stuff on their skin. So you don't have to like use chemical based sunscreens. No way. And it's just fascinating that like we've really lost as a, as a race or as mm-hmm. like a, as a species, yeah. this, this natural stuff that's occurring because we're so attached to the idea of cleanliness. But
0: that's the whole thing. And I know we, cause we've planned out what we're going to do for the next year of our experiments, but I know we're going to be doing one about how to be more like more in touch with the natural world and more yeah. part of the natural world. And that's something that is like such a passion for me. I don't, I don't, um, practice it quite as much in my life as I maybe want to or will eventually um, hence the experiment but yeah it's something the concept of it of us being in in touch with what is happening in the world like we are part of an ecosystem we are part Ooh. of everything around us we're not separate from it and I think that as humans the more that we evolve and as our technology advances more and more and more and we have this understanding of, all these other things and we've created all these products to solve these problems. Mm. It's taken us outside of, of our ecosystem. Like we're, we're standalone now. So, but now we're part of like our product ecosystem rather than the natural world around us. But we have natural things that we would adjust to to everything if we just let ourselves be,
1: (laughs) you know? Well, even like as part of this episode, they were talking about how, so you know, each of us is born with our own completely unique to us uh, gut flora and mm. skin flora, mm-hmm. and it's a made it's made up of like our parents and what they contribute to us, the environment we grow up in, so the people that we're exposed to, the foods that we eat, the like the um, natural environment that we're exposed to. Yeah, and it's been really interesting to me because I'm you know about to be moving back to Australia after five years away, and. I would say more of the time I've spent away in like North America, North and Central America, more of that time than than not, I've had skin problems. Yeah. And I keep thinking that like there's I I'm not never gonna be able to pinpoint it to one specific thing. But mm-hmm. I've really noticed the food here playing some kind of role mm-hmm. in my in my health. And it's not that I'm like eating just processed foods, like even the local produce mm-hmm. i think is different for me because it's grown in different soils and it's grown right you know in different countries yeah and so that impacts because my flora is not even if i'm eating a mango that's from mexico yeah. my flora is used to mangoes from australia and yeah. so that actually impacts and it's so interesting to learn that you yeah. go oh like it's it's kind of hard even for your body to be transplanted into a different country where everything becomes foreign like nothing that you would eat that's like natural unless it's like imported yeah is going to be the same as where you grew up well i think that's something that we're kind of like facing now with covid and with like
0: uh, the stuff that's happening in bc right now there's major floods and it's impacted a lot of our areas our farm areas um so there's there's becoming a big interruption to the supply chain and to what stuff we can get. And when COVID hit, I know that was a big thing of, we're not able to get the produce that we normally get from all these places that are much warmer than us that can, um, you know, grow bananas and grow avocados and all these things that we can't grow here. Yeah. But that we've gotten really used to having daily access to these things. Right. Yes. So I think it's an interesting thing of, of, eating locally so eating the stuff that's that's grown here and you don't even realize how much stuff comes from everywhere else like stuff that I know we can grow here we we can grow apples here Mm. most of our apples come from other places it's like what
1: but we have whole
0: orchards I used to live in an area where we had all these apple orchards I'm like why aren't we eating stuff that was grown like in my community here yes
1: but that's even like in America one of the states that produces the most produce is california Mm -hmm. which doesn't have the natural water supplies to be able to sustain produce production and so they ship water they pipe water in from all these other states and it's interesting then because all the soil in California is like getting depleted and there's like there's like all these flow on things that are happening as a result yeah. of the fact that they really shouldn't be growing some of the stuff that they are in California yeah and it's just fascinating to learn about because it's it's part of yeah like to your point like growing like eating locally is really underrated but we have become so accustomed to like I want to eat avocados every day I want to yeah you to know being able to get those, to those things. things
0: that we think we should like that yeah. needs that
1: oh we have to have yes them. it's even like, like actually sh- that's not natural here <laughs> no even like eating meat as frequently as we yeah. do oh. is like not something that's common in our history of human beings not like at all no and even yet my mom
0: growing up like she was born just after um like in the late 40s so just after the war ended basically mm. and like they didn't have a ton of money and she said they only ate meat once a week they ate meat mm. on their for their sunday dinner like after go. church or whatever that yeah. was the one time of the week that they ate meat because they couldn't afford it the rest of the wow. time so during the week they were vegetarian all week long until go. sundays
1: and that was it you know yeah. and she's like and we were healthy and we were fine like yeah it was well, I a deal you know in so many cultures it was quite rare to eat meat because you had to grow the thing you had to like grow a goat or grow a cow yeah and oftentimes like i even think i was watching something about chickens the other day and the fact that to eat chickens rather than just their eggs is actually also very new Mm. in in how frequently we do it yeah um in human history because you can like keep a chicken for years that produces eggs for you every single day yeah. but you slaughter a chicken and you only get to eat it once like it's yeah. it's very very wasteful in terms of like production of you know animals yeah um it, but it's just fascinating stuff like because chicken is one of those things that i eat easily weekly yeah and it's like a very common, cause it's also cheaper than beef. So you buy chicken more often than you would buy like yeah. red meat. Honestly. And then feel like it feels a little bit less heavy and yeah. Yeah. Goes with more things. I actually that's find really
0: uncommon. Yeah. I find that since Greg's been gone um, for this last month that I, I used to be vegetarian for quite a long time. Um, and then a few years ago I started eating meat again and just stopped like regulating any of that. And Greg eats a lot of meat because he's South African and South Africans eat a lot of meat for some reason, but,
1: um, Australians. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so, um, but when he was gone, I actually realized that I didn't buy any meat at the grocery store. We had some frozen Ikea meatballs. Cause come on, they're delicious. Yum.
1: Delicious. Yeah.
0: Um, but that was the only meat that I ate. Yeah, I even stopped like buying regular milk. I started buying oat milk and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to try to, you know, put a bit more effort into thinking what I'm putting in my body and Mm. largely because I have been more active and just more aware and more in touch with what's happening with my body and, Mm. and wanting to, I think, because I couldn't be active in that traditional way. Yes. I was like, okay, I can control what goes into my body. I can control how much water I'm drinking. So this last week, I've been so good about drinking lots of water. And I can tell when I have a day that I'm not doing that stuff. Like on the weekend when I kind of was like, okay, I'm just going to have a chill day and hang out with Greg and not do anything. And I didn't eat really poorly, but I also didn't eat as well as I normally do. I was a little bit more like lax about it and I didn't drink as much water and I could feel it right away. I was like, Oh, I kind of feel like, like kind of gross. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's amazing what water does to flush your system. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I really noticed like, I have this theory that if I was consistently drinking like four liters of water a day, my skin would be like exponentially better, but mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to try and like force myself. Like I kind of probably hop up between like one and a half to two liters a day, pretty mm. comfortably. And once I start tipping over into that, that's where I'm like having to force it. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's just like flushing everything. And it's like the, the if, suppleness of my skin yeah. is like, you know, there and it's I crazy just really feel how it. Much it does. Yeah. It's
0: great. I don't enjoy drinking water. So it's always a huge challenge for me, but I kind of have my thing of like the first thing, which my um, sister-in-law who's doing like a holistic nutrition course right now, she's um, she learned that the best thing for your gut health, like for that flora gut,
1: whatever's going on in there
0: is to first thing in the morning, the first thing that you should consume is a glass of water with lemon.
1: Yeah. 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 Activates because, everything. Yeah.
0: So to activate everything, because mm. my mom had been telling her that she has a coffee right away. And yeah. my sister-in-law was like, no, drink a glass of water with lemon in it and then wait like 20 minutes before yes. consuming anything else. But and I had already kind of been doing that. But now that I was yeah. like hearing like, oh, that's actually a thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm. I have my goal of I drink my whole water bottle with lemon yeah. in it like as the first thing before I'm allowed to have coffee or anything yeah. else in the day that's and so because I've started doing that it's just become kind of my routine that I Your just routine. keep doing it and it's become yes. easier it's like everything's just become easier that's awesome
1: do. yeah I once it's had good. the water thing explained too like you've just slept like you know eight mm-hmm. hours you're dehydrated (laughs) like you haven't you haven't consumed any water whilst you've been sleeping so like you're thirsty yeah and when someone told me that I was like oh yeah it made drinking water makes sense yeah yeah totally how has your
0: week been as far as being active goes
1: it has not been what I set out to be um and and it was kind of there's been a couple of things at play I mean as I mentioned last week my intention was to try and maintain where I'd been Mm -hmm. um with my husband going back to his job, which didn't really happen. It was just a really weird week. Like I had a lot of like, I'm trying to think what happened last week. Now I felt, I feel like I had a lot of anxiety and stuff come up mm. and I, I felt very low energy. Yeah. Um, in certain areas. I kind of what you were saying about like the kind of sitting on the couch thing, like that's basically all, where I wanted to be mm-hmm. and I think part of it is because I wasn't going for my walks I tell you mm-hmm. what the short days I find so challenging they're so, so hard challenging. yeah and between that and trying to find those windows when it's raining as well yeah and it's not raining I should say yeah that's hard like I look forward to going back to Oz my mum was saying because we're going back to Queensland which is where my all of our family lives mm-hmm. and it's quite warm and like Rory was looking at where we want to move to, the temperature, the, like the average temperatures in the winter are between 10 and like 20 degrees or something. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I know, 10 oh. degrees is like beautiful for us yeah. now. Like I actually feel like if and it's sunny, I sun, would imagine in winter, it's still sunny yeah, in the wintertime. Um, yeah, well, because it rains in the summer in where we're from, mm. because it's like tropical, right. so we get tropical rains, which cool things off when it's really hot. Which you actually so want, they're very so You're happy with yeah. it, yeah? They're yeah. super welcome. Yeah. And Mum was even saying this like this morning, she woke up really early, and she, it was raining, and she's like, "I just went for a walk in the rain because it was lovely." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I can't wait for that scenario. <laughs> Not to mention yeah. it's like light at like five a.m. Yeah, until like seven kind of at night. So. Yeah. I just feel like that whole situation is going to suit me a lot better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've just been, I've been feeling distracted, I think, by everything going on in in my life at the moment. Mm. But I also wanted to acknowledge that I think in the day-to-day things, I have been more active. So doing I've been doing little activations around the place, like, mm-hmm. So we recorded an episode before the one we're recording now. And we had this yep. little 10 minute break. And I like yep. went and cleaned out the kitty litter, which nice. doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's like I literally hadn't changed a kitty litter for months because my husband was just like handling all those things while so I was like postpartum and yep. just dealing with my skin and everything. And I've just been doing these little activations. Like I just pop and like do the shopping or I, mm-hmm. you know, pop and, you know, I went and walked to the bakery the other day and yep. bought some stuff and I have been doing that little bit of stuff, which is making a really big difference. Doesn't that make such a huge difference? I find yeah. that it, like,
0: cause I've been doing that too, where it's just like, oh, I'm just going to do this while I'm waiting for this. Or, you know, yes. like I'm going to do a little something instead of normally I just kind of stand there, sit there, play on my phone or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm actually going to use this time because I I see how much you can put into that time. Right. Like you can actually get something done, you know?
1: Yes, exactly. And I think part of it too has been my sleep was really bizarre this week Mm. where I think because of Rory going back to work, like I've had more time spending with my kids. And Mm. I noticed this thing that I, I remember my mom doing as when I was a kid, where she would stay up really late to have time to herself. I might have oh. mentioned this last week. But I've just been staying up really late Yeah, and not even really surfing. I've been doing – I've been starting to do hand lettering on my iPad. Yeah. And I'm just, like, spending lots of time doing that. And it's really filling up one of my cups. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm staying up so late. And then I've got to get up earlier at the moment because Rory starts work so early. Yeah, And so my sleep's been all out of whack, which I think is impacting everything else. Yeah. So – My goal for this coming week, even though it's not exclusively on the active side of things, is really to like get my sleep back to.
0: To kind of get into a bit more of a routine almost. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And even just to hit the hay earlier. Yeah. Because I really acknowledged, like last night, actually, that. I right now and at the time of my life with the healing that I'm doing with my skin, I need like a minimum of 10 hours. Yeah. Like if I don't get 10, I'm really feeling it. Yeah. And even like 12 is better, like, you know, getting yeah. closer to 12. So I need to be hitting the hay at like 8 o'clock at night to yeah. to be able to get close to that. So that's what I'm nice. aiming on doing.
0: Yeah. For me for this next week, I think I want to just kind of stay consistent with where I've gotten now I think for me it is going to be an adjustment having Greg at home again and speaking of sleep stuff it's like because he snores it wasn't that bad last night I guess but (laughs) oh my gosh you guys I normally am such a deep sleeper and since we've been living together it's like I haven't had a good night's sleep, I think, since I've met him. Like, it's wow. brutal. And it, Except for the last month. <laughs> except for the last month. It was yeah. glorious. It was <laughs> so wonderful. Yeah. It was amazing. And we joke now about how it's like, oh, we need to have, we should have separate bedrooms. And I'm yeah. like, you know, it's actually not that bad. Like, we're half joking and half not. Where yeah. it's like, that actually Just could be the perfect. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he slept really well, too, because I wasn't constantly, like, punching him to, yes. him to shut up. But um, I notice also like aside from not having like a great night, like waking up quite a few times in the night. um, He also goes to bed very early because he's working and he needs to be up very early, but he's just a morning person. So even when he's not working, he's usually up really early, but then he's really tired by, you know, pretty early, but I don't like going to bed that early. Like, so for me, it's a, it's a bit of a challenge of, of like kind of fitting in somebody else's schedule back into my yes. own
1: because yeah. I've been
0: really in charge now of my own schedule. And a large part of that was how active I was and being able to take action anytime that I wanted to. Yeah. So if I wanted to go and like do an exercise or work out or work on my business or do something, at 10 o'clock at night, it's no problem. And I mean, yeah. it still would be no problem, but because now there is somebody else to consider in my yeah. space. And yeah. even to just like turning lights on or
1: going into a
0: room. Or, exactly. Yeah. Like you do yeah. have to consider it, right? Like, yeah. yes, I'm still in charge of my own time or whatever, but it's still something that affects how yes. i need to to do all of those things so Absolutely. i think maybe that's my challenge is like being able to f- still find my times for my activities and find time to do the things that i need to do now with someone else that has a different schedule from me being here which i think is what you're also dealing with of now having yeah. rory working and
1: you know, yeah and he's a snorer too oh. <laughs> and like we've been sleeping in separate rooms with um our baby Mm. uh like he she sleeps on his chest and he sits on the couch so I've had several months now of like sleeping in the bed by myself which I kind of need because I don't sleep very well with my skin yeah but um there's a couple of times this last week when I was like staying up too late with my hand lettering and I was sitting next to him on the couch and like the snoring I'm like not prepared for him to come back into the bed yeah (laughs) I and understand. it's so funny because I was so on my high horse, like as a younger adult, yeah. where I was like, oh, I would never sleep in a separate room to my husband. Like, because yeah. like there's all these like older couples that we know who do it. And yeah. like the older you become, it's like, oh, that makes sense. I get <laughs> it. Sleep's really important. Like, sleep really is important. so important. Yeah. Yes. and it doesn't mean you love each other any less no it has
0: nothing to do with it and I think it's like just in life you need to figure out what works for you and screw Uh, what anybody else says and thinks like yeah as long as it's working then you're fine
1: that's it (laughs) exactly
0: so what do we got one more week we've got one more week of how to be active And then we've got a couple of My holiday- gosh, Yeah. <laughs> You're like, let's get this one over with. Yes. I'm like loving it over here. No, yeah. no, I'm actually I am enjoying it.
1: It's kind of that same thing where I think we both got are getting different things yeah. out of it than we anticipated. Yeah. So it's Which not been it's always interesting. I, it's tongue
0: in cheek. Yeah. No, I hear you. <laughs> And yeah, after this experiment is done, we'll take a little bit of a break for the holiday season. But don't worry, you guys, we've got some special holiday episodes ready for you. So we're going to do an episode about how to to be ready for the holidays and how to be me over the holidays, because that can be quite a difficult um, trying time. And then we're going to do two episodes um, dealing with the new year. So we're going to do a reflection and a review of the past year, and then a look forward, a curious look forward into the year ahead. Um, so we've got some fun stuff ready for you guys not to worry after this experiment is over. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram at how to be me again. And, uh, yeah, leave us a comment. Let us know how your experiments are going. And if you're following along and doing them, that'd be awesome. We want to hear it.
1: And let us know if you've got any questions, queries, thoughts about the last year, the forthcoming year. We'd love to know what uh, your, you know, reflection looks like.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. Okay, talk to you guys next week.
1: Bye. Bye.